Hi, I'm Jason. And I'm Amanda. And this is Yeet the Press, the politics podcast with two regular people who just happen to be into politics. We're not pundits, wonks, beltway insiders, or political scientists. We're just trying to make sense of the news of the day. What's up, Jason? Uh, not much. Another crazy week in Trump world. I mean, it's never not crazy. I, it's the worst reality show I've ever watched. I mean, it's a horrible simulation. It is. Why we are living in a simulation, right? That would make this all okay. <laughs> if this That's was what just I not tell real. myself. I know. It allows me to be financially irresponsible because it's just not real. It's not real. So what does it matter? Um, you want to get into it? Let's dive right in. All right. So um, our first story is about uh, the Republicans storming the skiff um, on Wednesday. Uh, man-sized thumb Matt Gates led 41 Republicans even further into the cavernous reaches of Trump's beehole by storming the skiff. Um, that's a sensitive compartmented information facility. It's like a room where no electronics are allowed, and it's like they do that so they can protect national security. Um, and the inquiry is being held there, like, so they can prevent leaks, so they can prevent, like, witness tampering, like, witnesses, like, coordinating um, and so all these Republicans disingenuinely protested this, quote, lack of transparency um, in the impeachment inquiry hearings. So they stormed the skiff with their electronics. Um, and, I mean, it, it's obvious to me and to anyone with a brain, I feel like, uh, i.e. not Trump supporters, that it was like a reality show type stunt, stunt that they did just for Trump. Um, you know, whose own reality show consistently lost out in the ratings to CBS's sitcom Mike and Molly. In all fairness, that chick from Mike and Molly. Very I'm, funny. Who, who, am, who am I kidding? I've never seen this CBS. I've sitcom. never seen the show, but she's a funny lady. I like her. I'm not dissing Mike and Molly, but come on. You're losing to CBS's Mike and Molly. Stop saying you're the number one show. Um, so, yeah, these <laughs> these people just rushed bum rushed the skiff i mean it's such crass political theater it harkens back to the uh so-called brooks brothers riot Mm -hmm. not to be confused with zoot suit riot (laughs) which is a a fun thing a fun thing except the actual zoot suit riot (laughs) was that a mexican (laughs) yeah it's a real thing really yeah it was uh mexicans in la did not know that back in the 20s yeah that's All why right. you come to this podcast, Obscure Riot Facts. Yes, I didn't know. Jason knows anyway, all the riot facts. So, a group of uh, GOP congressmen claimed that these hearings were being carried out under secrecy. Meanwhile, these are being carried out in committee with Republicans sitting in the committee. As a matter of fact, 13... Yep. Of the Republican representatives who stormed were on committees that are part of the inquiry. They had the right to be there. It's insanity. And, you know, one of the um, people that stormed... Actually, I hate this use of this word storm because they're not, they're not like, in the military. They just, they just, you know, bullied their way in. Um, Yeah, he's a, he's a, a congressman from my state, so I called his office the next day, and I was like, he should be ashamed of himself. 
Like, I was very much like, <laughs> does he think his constituents are this stupid that we don't we don't know what's going on? You know, and his 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 staff are just like, thank you so much for calling. We'll give him the message. Because you, you see, know. we don't just talk about it on Yeet the Press. We got big, can I speak to your manager energy. Yeah, we bring that shit straight to your it. chest. We be about it. <laughs> just calling. You know, did you know they uh, they ordered pizza? <laughs> it's like oh, yeah, it's a pizza party. Yeah, it's like a pizza supper party, and they're tweeting out videos. I'm like, ah, oh, look at these congressmen. They're like Visco girls. So in, in addition to being just crass political theater, the entire proceeding was wildly illegal. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy because if you or I were to do something like this, we would be immediately arrested. Oh, no, you would be arrested. I would have caught six hot ones. <laughs> That's true. You, you're right. I would have been, you, you'd be laying on the floor dead and I'd be like, what? Just take me to jail. Um, Yeah, I don't. I don't know. How do they get away with all this? Like, they, I don't understand how they get away with everything they do. They get away with it because so much of our government is predicated on people adhering to norms. Right. This is completely out of the ordinary. And while there is, in fact, apparatus in place, the House Sergeant of Arms, Sergeant at Arms, could have arrested them. But the Democrats still believe that the Republicans are their colleagues and they treat them collegially. I know this is the problem I have with the Dems is they afford this this um, this space to the Republicans to be fair to them and they don't ever get it back in return. They, they I mean, the crazy thing too is, okay, so they weren't, 13 of these 41 people are already on these three committees and the rules for this were changed in 2015 and it was the Republicans that changed the rules and it was John Boehner who signed it the rules into you know law so they won't they're not even going by their own rules so it's like <laughs> it's like they, they they're bringing like a I don't know I'm trying to think of like an analogy like they're bringing uh a bat to a fight or something and they're like but no bats we can't nobody's allowed to use bats but they bring the bat to the fight and then wait this is a bad analogy hold on i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> i'm not good at analogies um jason do you have an analogy for this it's just crazy to me okay since i i think my role here is the analogies guy picture the republican party as a heaping pile of hypocritical shit. Okay, I can do that. Okay, bear with me. So this heaping pile of hypocritical shit proposes rules, which only wait. This is not an analogy. This is actually this is actually what, what it is. <laughs> You're bad at analogies too. <laughs> I mean, this is like it's like you know rules for uh, thee, but not for me. That's all. That's this whole thing. This is what they always do. They. They're just, they, I mean, it comes back to like, I really believe conservatives are authoritarian and this is, this is who they are and they, they, they want everyone to obey them, but they don't want to have to obey the rule, the rules themselves. But you have to ask, what was their actual goal here? 
it was clearly not transparency. No, it was, a stu- it was a stunt for for Trump. I mean, Trump isn't it obstruction of justice because that they actually coordinated with Trump the day before to do this. He encouraged them to do this. No. Can congressmen be held in contempt of Congress? I, pff, you got me. I mean, I don't know. Um, His behavior is pretty contemptible. I mean, it's awful. I mean... Uh, and who let them bring the tiki torches in? <laughs> right? It was a bunch of white dudes. I think there might have been one or two white women, but it was a bunch of white dudes all dressed the exact same. Um, they, they want transparency, right? But, like, it's really just a stunt because, like, I want transparency, too. I want to see what all these witnesses are saying. And they're go- we're all going to get to see it. Like, this is the part of the investigation where they interview witnesses. It's like, I read this analogy. Here's an analogy. Not mine. Um, I read this analogy where it's like, when you're investigating a murder suspect, you don't get his input <laughs> on the investigation. We don't check in with the murderer to see if, like, hey, are we, is this okay what we're doing, how we're doing it? Like, you don't invite him to the investigation and to the interviews with the, with the, um, with the witnesses. Right. That, that is a great analogy. The Constitution clearly delineates the powers of impeachment, and the House carries out impeachment. And impeachment is not the removal of the president. In a more traditional legal sense, the impeachment is the indictment. It's the decision whether or not to bring forth the charges. They're the grand you don't jury. Nec- yeah, you don't get to defend yourself in an indictment. You don't get to cross-examine witnesses in an indictment. That is what the actual trial is for. That is when due process kicks in. That's And that's when it goes to the Senate. And my understanding is they're going to put these witnesses in public on TV during the impeachment process once they've gathered all the information. So I, I'm i not sure that that's actually what the Republicans want. Like, this is just a sh- – this is the problem with the Republicans. Everything they do is such short-term goals. It's just to get through the day. They, It's like, are they actually thinking about how bad it's going to be when these – very credible credible witnesses are put on the stand in front of the public. And there's a very good reason, aside from the fact that this is essentially an indictment hearing, but there's another reason this is happening behind closed doors. This is very sensitive, classified information. If this were broadcast on C-SPAN, who knows what sort of national security risk it would pose. They have to parse down the pertinent information right. and classify that which needs to remain classified. Exactly. And that's what was so crazy about these people storming the skiff is because they really did jeopardize um, the national security. Because, I mean, listen, I don't know anything about electronics at all. So the way I'm going to explain it is very rudimentary. But my understanding is... You can, I, if I knew how, I could hack into your phone, Jason, and turn it into a listening device. Correct? You're in tech. My phone is a listening device. Yeah, no, Apple is listening at all times. That's why you can say 
hey Siri. Right, but like somebody outside can hack into that, correct? Yeah. So that's part of the problem is they brought their electronics in there and then it somehow compromises that room. Do you understand how that works? Because I actually didn't understand how that part worked. Yeah, because what is to say that their devices are not already compromised? I mean, right. um, for example, Steve Watkins, Ron Wright, and uh, Lisa Zeldin all sit on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Those are prime targets for espionage. Right. That's so why you can't carry those. If they bring in a okay, so if they bring in a compromised phone, but nothing's happening in the skiffs, that is it still compromising things? Like, is there some way for? I mean, also, who knows? Oh, listen, who knows if they left the phone in there or not, like, to spy on the proceedings. Like, they could have done well, that as well. I'll say, I'll, at another point, because electronic devices were prohibited in the skiff, the skiff is not radio-proof. It doesn't block radio signals. And now we know that because Getz made a phone call and left himself a voicemail. So now the entire world knows if you can get a listening device in there, you can broadcast that signal out. Oh, my God. How are they not in trouble? They are powerful white men, and there is mm. zero consequences. Right. I always I got to step my whiteness that. up. I mean, how are you going to do that? I mean, I'm, I got the voice going. Uh, That's the first step. I mean, you, 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 can, you can code switch. So, you know who else is asking for more transparency in these hearings? Who? Our good friend. Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, man, she is a piece of work. And what else? What else? She has announced that in order to focus on her run for the presidency, she will not, under any circumstances, seek re-election for her House seat. Wait, did she say to <laughs> you're making up that first part? You're you're filling in that first part, right? Wait, no, no, no. She said that. It's to focus on the presidency. Oh, wait, but she's not running as a third party yet. No, she said she will not reseek her house seat, which has many people thinking. She's gonna run as she's... third party. Absolutely. She's such a long shot for the nomination. Why would you not have the security blanket of your house seat? If you're giving that up, you're planning to run third party. All right, here's what I was thinking though. Is she going to really, really take away Dem votes? Like, who likes her? Republicans. She's going to take votes away maybe from Trump. Oh, no. See, she would take votes away from Trump if all the right-wing internet uh, trolls who said they might vote for a Dem if we ran someone like Tulsi Gabbard, if those people were honest, which they are not, they are liars. No, they're not going to vote. I'll tell you who's going to vote for Tulsi Gabbard. A smattering, a small number of dedicated Bernie bros if Bernie doesn't get the nomination. There right. is a lot of Bernie-Tulsi overlap. I mean, he did defend her this week. when, Or was it this week or last week when, when Hillary said those things and then Bernie came out and said something along the lines of... Um, don't that's not that's not nice <laughs> that's not nice for you guys to say that that's basically oh, what he said oh she risked our lives she risked her life serving our country you know who else risked his life serving our country flynn he's a goddamn traitor exactly i think she 
dude, everything I've read about her, and I keep finding out new things about her. I mean, she's from a very... What's that? What's her sign? Virgo. Duh. Why? I don't know what any of the signs mean. I was just testing you. You said you did a lot of research. You can't come out here and make false claims. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm not putting this together. <laughs> okay, so you read about Tulsi Gabbard. I did read about her. I'm going to probably understand this joke that you just did way after we finish recording. Um, so she's from a really Republican family, and she's basically a Republican running as a Democrat in Hawaii because Hawaii is very liberal. Um, for the most part, they're very liberal. They're very socially conservative, but they're Have very liberal. Hawaii? What's that? Have you been to Hawaii? No, I'm, I'm poor. I can't afford that. I have not been to Hawaii, but everything I learn about Hawaii makes it sound like paradise. Makes it sound like paradise. Like, what if I told you there was a place with first world infrastructure, mm-hmm. propped up by the U.S. dollar, what? protected by the U.S. military? No. Only twenty-seven percent white people. Uh, I know. Do you know that? Like, why don't I live there? Because it's like really far away. I think it'd be a nice place to retire, but I think you have to be very rich. You have to be very rich to live there and to even visit. I mean, that place is real expensive to, to get to. And then even to just rent, like I've looked into it, even to just rent a shithole uh, hotel room is like 350 400 a night. <laughs> a shithole hotel room. Um, yeah, but there's not very many white people. The dominant ethnicity is Filipino. Did you know that? I knew that it was prim- primarily Asian. I did not know it that used it to was be Japan. Jap- it used to be Japanese, but they Filipinos overtook them. I think like 15 years ago or something like that. Some some number. You know, and, in a truly just world, it would be predominantly Hawaiian. But I mean. This is not a just world. How disappointing is that? The older I get, the more I'm like, nothing is fair. <laughs> nothing is fair. The, this country is built on a lie. It is not a meritocracy. Uh, that's why you come here. <laughs> yep. It's a joyous pod. Yeah, we're excited. We're, like, very happy. But for, oh. for those of you who have the means and are inclined... Just know there's a tropical paradise with U.S. infrastructure and only 27% white people. That's yeah. my plug for Hawaii. Nice. You've never even been there, and you're like, guys, go there. It's also apparently beautiful. You know, I wrote a, um, I wrote a pilot, and I set it in Hawaii. So I did a lot of research on Hawaii. Um, I would love to go there. Uh, all if, right, you guys are in, if you guys are interested, she's at Amanda Baramke on Twitter. Yeah. Reach out. Yeah. She'll slide that pilot over to you. Yeah, I'll slide it over to you. You can give me notes. You can tell me how good it is and how I can't get a uh, manager. Take care. Let's talk about the next story. Um, The New York Times on Thursday uh, revealed that Trump's most important police stooge, grown-up dinosaur baby Sinclair, Attorney General William Barr, shifted what was an administration review of the, the uh, origins of the Mueller investigation, he, be, he made it into a criminal inquiry. And it gave the prosec- that gives the prosecutor, John Durham, um, subpoena power. 
He can convene a grand jury. He can file criminal charges. Um, and it's pretty, in my view, pretty alarming that Trump is finally getting to use what is usually an independent DOJ uh, to go after its political enemies. This is the single most transparent weaponization of the DOJ to attack Trump's enemies since he's been in the White House. Uh, it all dates back to this conspiracy theory on the right that the Steele dossier was the entire impetus for the Russian investigation and that in and of itself was illegal. And that's just been debunked over and over again, first of all. Second of all, the Steele dossier was begun by a Republican, Republican oppo firm uh, initially. Yes, it was handed off to, the, uh, to Hillary's camp, but yeah. it began with Republicans. Ted Cruz's campaign. So it's like that's where the steel house gets started. They always conveniently leave that part out, and they also leave out the part that the the actual federal investigation was started because of Papadopoulos's testimony, right? And that almost I don't know what the percentage is, but a very large percentage of what was in the steel dossier has been confirmed to be true. Except maybe we're just holding up for the piss tape. But we just want to see the piss tape. I mean, I don't want to see it. I don't, it, but I don't I actually want to see. It. see. <laughs> right, right. You want to know that it exists for real. I would like recaps of the piss tape. Okay, listen, listen. I don't even listen. Trump was molesting young girls with Epstein. That's what he really was doing. So this piss tape is nothing, if you ask me. Yeah, I'm sure there's some uh, Epstein involvement there too. I mean, maybe, but, like, I don't even think him peeing on a bed or, pee, was it peeing on a bed that, or peeing on, like, prostitutes? Which, what was it? I don't even. I mean, the man is in his 70s. You, you, sometimes you pee in the bed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I just think he's, he did much worse stuff than peeing on a prostitute. Uh, I mean, he, he's a rapist. He is a rapist. He's he a rapist. Raped his wife. I mean, have you seen that picture? Oh yeah, he raped it and then she took it back. Have you seen that picture of him with Ivanka on her his lap? I just looked at that picture again recently, and I didn't realize this, but they're sitting on stone parrots that are fucking. <laughs> it's like <laughs> what? what is happening in this picture? And that's that's a professionally taken picture. That was thought yeah. about. They thought about this and decided, yeah. They're like, let's no, go no, with not this. on the gold toilet. Move over to the fucking parrots. I mean, they're huge. They're stone, huge, huge stone parrots. Fucking. Ah, the whole thing is just gross. Um, back to the story <laughs> at hand. Uh, so, so Barr's basically just acting like Trump's attorney now, which is crazy. I mean, he has been acting as Trump's defense attorney, but this is the first point where he's acting as Trump's attack dog. Right. Do you think you think Barr and Giuliani are, like, trying, constantly vying to be Trump's favorite bitch boy? Like, are they, like, at each other? Like, I'm the favorite today, not you, me. Like, do they fight about it? Well, I, I did the most crimes. What's that? Oh, they don't speak to each other. You don't think so? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean. Giuliani's like, will you tell Bob <laughs> and Trump's like, I'm not, I'm done I'm not, passing messages between wanna, you guys. Yeah, I don't want to be in between you guys. That's hilarious. Um, it's crazy because they're, they're, they open an inv- investigation 
into themselves. They're investigating. The DOJ is basically investigating the DOJ. So, like, what? They can be like, what? Yeah, yeah. we told you guys we were crooked. We told you we were crooked. Like, what is the end goal here? Except to, like... The end game is Obama. I mean, you're probably right. I'm not going to be surprised if we start having these mock trials and they try to put Obama and Hillary on trial. Is that where we're going? Am I crazy? Am I a crazy conspiracy theorist? I mean, you're just a witness. You see we're observant and you see that we're creeping towards authoritarianism and a Trump autocracy. It's scary. And this is the logical next step. I, I get into this argument all the time with one of my friends. He doesn't think... He thinks if Trump loses, which, you know, I go back and forth between being like, yeah, he's going to lose, and then being like, no, he's going to win. I can't settle. But, like, if he loses, I don't think he's going to leave. I think he won't go. And my friend is like, no, he'll go. They're probably, that, that's not going to happen. It's like, are you crazy? He stomped over every single norm there is, and the Republicans, who I think are way more fault than he is, will let him do it. I don't think it's a question that he would uh, bring into question the legitimacy of an election that he didn't win. I mean, he's still questioning the legitimacy of an election that he won. How is this? What a baby. What a fucking baby. Seriously. You won the election. Let it go. And like you actually he's just mad because three he lost by three million votes. That's a lot. That's a lot for a man with little tiny hands and probably a little tiny penis. Mushroom-shaped. So I've read. So, yeah, me too. Ugh, gross. What kind of (laughs) mushroom do you think? I bet it's like a hen-of-the-woods mushroom. You think? You think so? Yeah. See, whenever I hear mushroom-shaped, I think of um, the mushroom from Mario. (laughs) The little one. The (laughs) little tiny mushroom. Have you ever... Toad? Toad, yes, toad. I play video games, so I don't even know why I can't remember toad. Um, Yeah. That's what I think of. Like, it's got, like, red dots on it and everything. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, yeah, we gotta keep, it, keep it straight for the lawyers. Right. <laughs> yeah, we don't. This is all just satire here. It's all satire. Um, yeah. No, I think that is our end goal, to, to bring charges against Barack Obama. Because and what over what for what for not stopping the Russia interference because that's the thing like they want to have it both ways right the like why didn't he do enough to protect our elections yeah but then also the report exonerated me but it's a fake report so we have to investigate it like I don't know how his supporters can keep all these really disparate thoughts in their head at the same time. And reconcile them. I don't think they care. I think they have a singular focus, and that focus is upholding white supremacy. And he's trying his hardest to deliver on that. And they'll just roll with everything else. That's you know, true. like they always said, don't take him literally, but take him seriously. Take him both. He's both. I think it's both. Literally and seriously. What I mean, they what they mean by that is we don't care about what he says, literally. Mm-hmm. We care about the one thing that we know he's going to do. Uphold white supremacy. Yeah, facts don't matter. Yeah. You know what? 
I really tried for a long time to give the benefit of the doubt to Trump supporters. Like, even just a little bit. Even just to be like, okay, you know, like, don't paint them with such a broad stroke. And, like, they're people too and blah, blah, blah. All that, all that kumbaya shit. I really tried for You me. know, I will acknowledge that they are people. <laughs> I mean... Trump calls people in his own own administration human scum. So, I don't know. Um, but for me, I don't know what the line was for you. I mean, all of it was bad. All of it was bad since he came down that escalator. But when the Republican Party backed Ray Moore, a freaking pedophile, that's what I was like, nope, you're a bad person. If you, if you can back, you can still support the Republican Party after... They're 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 supporting Ray Moore, a pedophile. You're done. I'm done. I don't want to give anyone the benefit of the doubt. Period. And and you know they say there were no solid accusations against Roy Moore, but Roy Moore couldn't go to the mall. Yeah, I mean the police knew like, hey, Roy Moore is at the like the mall. Let's like make sure he doesn't talk to any twelve year olds. <laughs> what the fuck? Do Man. you know how creepy you got to be to get banned from a mall? Pretty creepy. A lot of creeps hang out at the mall. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, so this is pretty scary about Barr, right? I mean, it's... it's. Did you... I don't know. Did you hear his... Or read his um, speech that he gave to... Uh, about, like, the secular radicals? Yeah, it's to Notre Dame. It was insane. That was crazy. That was a crazy speech. It, it Not only was his speech terrifying, but at one point, the actual Department of Justice website had like a clip of the speech with the headline, like something to the effect of like running a Christian nation. Was that him or was that Pompeo? Because I know that he got in trouble for that as well. Oh, man, yeah. I might have to research that, and we might have to cut this. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, if we got it wrong, we got it wrong. All our Oh, great... you know what? It was. It was a State Department website. Yeah, it was the State Department that did that. And then, yeah, they... I mean, that's why I think Barr is going so hard for Trump is, you know, he's part of the federal Federalists who they believe in the absolute power of the executive branch. Um, from what I read, I don't know that Barr and Trump have some sort of, you know, bromance. They don't. From what I've read, they don't. So, and I, for me, I was like, why is Barr going so hard? And I think that's what it comes back to is he, well, there's also all these other things that are, you know, make you raise your eyebrows. Uh, but that I think is what, what it, where it lands. Just, uh. America creeping towards a theocracy. How how ironic is it that the first president we've had who has never been a member of a church is leading us towards a theocracy? The hypocrisy of the right is staggering. It is staggering. It's a symbiotic relationship. Trump uses the religious right for power and the religious right prompts Trump up to get their little doomsday prophecies rolling. They do. They, because, you know, 
they get their judges, they hopefully get their abortion banned. Um, they get the temple built in Jerusalem. Exactly. Which not a thing, but they seem to think it's a thing. They think it's a thing. But are you are you an atheist? I can't remember. I feel like you are. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I go back and forth between atheism and being an agnostic. Like, I know there's a little bit of being a, a wimp by saying you're agnostic, but, like, at the same time, I'm like, I don't know everything, but, like, I'm 99% sure. I mean, if I hit some turbulence on the airplane, uh, you know, yeah. I got to hedge my bets a little bit. <laughs> I have done that. Um. All right. Well, I think that we're going to wrap it up there. Um. Thanks for well, listening. And thank you for surviving another week in the hellish reality that we live in. Hopefully you'll join us again next week for Yeet the Press. Yes, please like us. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Yeet the Press. Follow us. And um, our theme music is by Kevin McLeod. We will link you to his page and you can check his stuff out. Jason, I'll see you on text message. I'll send you a bunch of links. All right. That was fun. That was fun.